BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, who am I speaking to? Oh, well, this is Doug Mellard. Whom am I speaking to? Hi, Doug Mellard. My name is Doug Benson. Oh, what a coincidence. Hey, man. Uh, Yeah, Doug's getting together. It's unusual. But the killer guests not named Doug keep coming. Today, he's an award-winning TV writer, a comedian, a podcaster. I guess you don't need to say both of those anymore. One means you also do the other. Uh, He's got a new special out. I'm sure he'll tell us all about it. He's Josh Gondelman. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Terrific. He's been been busy for months because he wrote on that show, uh, Jesus and Miro. And uh, I just saw, you know, it's just in the news that those guys split up and their show is over. So I was like, this is the time to pounce on Josh. And... uh, (laughs) And he's going to be on. And uh, I just have to say about him, but, you know, uh, I hope his reputation precedes him, but he is, he is pleasant as a pheasant. That's pretty pleasant. Is it? I don't know if that, if that expression even makes sense or, or if it's even an expression. It is now. All right. I'll run it by Josh and see what he thinks. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) let's go to work is that song long enough for me to finish a slice of pizza not quite (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I just lost money. (laughs) Hello, Josh Gondelman. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry that um, I arrived too quickly for your pizza to be finished. (laughs) No, what you just said gave me enough time to get it done. Um, Yeah. Yeah, finished. Yeah, because we don't want to chew on camera. Not on camera, but on microphone. Um, Although chewing on camera, I don't like that. I, I, I don't know which I, if I had to choose one that I hate more. Uh, chewing on microphone or chewing on camera. I guess I go with camera because it's a little grosser, but they're still, they're both gross. Yeah, yeah. neither one ideal. It's not Welcome. fun when you're in a Zoom <laughs> with someone with video and they're just eating, especially oh. something really sloppy. And you're just like, oh. can we just, 
I'm not doing that. Can you not do that? <laughs> I say mean, though, when I'm on a Zoom and I turn off the camera and the mic and I'm eating like a full bowl of spaghetti, I really do feel like I'm getting away with something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know how you're uh slurping so silently but uh <laughs> kudos to you kudos to you i am i'm uh, lady in the tramping a bunch of pasta with my dog <laughs> i mean uh, you know that the interesting thing about the pasta i was thinking today is that it's more like it's not like they choose to have a romantic moment with the pasta. It becomes a romantic moment due to fate because they, they're not aware they've chosen the same strand of pasta until it's too late. That's true. And they're, and they're both going <laughs> to eat as much of it as they can. So that's why it looks like they're kissing, but they're really both just trying to get as much of that noodle in, in, into their face as possible. Yeah, it's brutal survivalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I mean, dog eating spaghetti was, world out there. <laughs> I was very confused by the title as a child because Tramp was thrown around as a, a, a derogatory expression about women more than it was about men by, by my childhood. This time. is a very, it's like in the lineage of Tramps of like Charlie Chaplin, the little Tramp. Uh, yeah, Springsteen's tramps like us. Yeah, and then also a dog. They should, you know, if Disney. <laughs> if Disney's so woke, why haven't they changed it to Scamp? <laughs> 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 but we're not here to talk about movies. Um, but I do have uh, one thing to say to you, Josh, before we get started. Besides, uh, meet Doug Mellard. You two are uh, meeting for the first time. Hello, so nice to meet you. You too. <laughs> I was hoping we um, get into spaghetti immediately. <laughs> no, I was telling uh, I was telling Doug in the preamble that uh, the the pre ramble I should call it that um, uh, you know just how what a pleasant person you are, Josh, and what a you know pleasant guest you would be, and that uh, and then I you know and then I thought to myself, is that a compliment to call somebody pleasant? Because it's probably. You know, there's a razor's edge between pleasant and uh, boring. I would imagine. Sure. <laughs> you're like you're I'm like you're like the ex an exciting version of pleasant. So I came up with the expression that you're pleasant as a pheasant. Thank you. I'll take that. Right, because a pheasant <laughs> is really chill until you fuck with it, and then it makes noise. Yeah, then it <laughs> then it really comes for you. Have you heard a pheasant scream? It is it is unbearable. The human ear can't tolerate it. That is a lot, again, a lot like me. I describe myself that way. <laughs> kind of a self-defense mechanism. Uh, but thank you. It's so nice to be here as the honorary non-Doug. Yeah, it's your this week's non-Doug, and we've, uh, we've really had a spate of them, if that's the right word to use, um, because we learned early on that just because someone's named Doug doesn't, doesn't you know, isn't going to make them interesting for uh, for an hour. Not at all. Yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. In you've some had cases. some. You've had some dugs who are duds. Yeah, I think it only took one Doug really duds. bad one. <laughs> but but then it also just then just looking ahead, it was just sort of like too many people that are duds are sort of uh, the reason they have notoriety is not really that. You know, not great of a reason for them to be sure. famous, or or it's or it's outside the realm of, you know, this is a comedy show, so like 
there's a million Dougs in sports. Sure. But like, if we found a guy named Doug that plays hockey, like, is that, what are we really gonna, it might be all, it might be all right. Cause basically we just talk about names, Josh and mm-hmm. uh, comedians always have quite a bit to say about, about their own names, but we discuss them, you know, one part at a time. So to begin the opening question is growing up, Josh, J O S H. How was that? It was pretty good at first. It, so there were an escalating number of Josh's in my life. I think from birth to college is where it peaked. And so in like elementary school, I was used to being the only Josh. And then in middle school and high school, there was like one other guy and we would occasionally be in the same classes or social groups. And then I went to Brandeis where there are a lot of Jews. And so you couldn't, um, you know, you couldn't throw a pine cone without hitting a Josh. And, and it oh, got very did you, did you try? <laughs> well, I almost said throw a rock and I just was like, well, that sounds almost biblical. Like just throwing a rock at a bunch of Jews. <laughs> right. What's the expression? Like uh, throw a chicken, maybe? <laughs> you couldn't throw a, check- you throw a chicken, chicken without, without hitting, hitting a Josh. Okay. Yeah. So, so it became much more complicated and confusing because it just was like, I, I think it was among the spectrum of like when I was in elementary school, nobody was like, Josh, where's that from? But also there weren't that many others. So it was like, an, uh, I got by pretty easily name-wise. I think in some circles they say throw a dead cat. Throw a dead cat. Sure. Whoa. Yeah. This is like match game. There's so many different things. You throw a lot of uh, things. That you could throw. <laughs> to find someone named Josh. <laughs> to, to, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then sometimes you make it, you know, you, you make it situational. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like in a shoe store, you know, you throw a heel at some, you know, yeah. you can't throw a heel without, or you can't <laughs> throw a phone at, at your assistant without hitting a, um, <laughs> all right. So Josh, that's interesting. The arc of like, you know, more and more Josh is coming into, into your life. It must've felt almost like a zombie movie where you only see a few at first and then suddenly you're surrounded. Yeah. And then it was a full on <laughs> a Josh ellipse, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, more about other Joshua's in, in a bit. Sure. Uh, and, and is that fair to say, is it, is your Josh short for Joshua? I am. Yes, I am Joshua. Almost nobody calls me that. Um, I would occasionally have teachers that were like anti nickname and would call me, Joshua, but I don't know that there's anyone in my life now that calls me full name. Yeah, not a friend. Uh, parents weren't into calling you Joshua. They no, I'm very Josh. Yeah, they they were. I I knew a bunch of parents that are a little younger that like went right to the nickname. Like they would name they name their kids like Jack because they're like, why do we call him John if we're just going to want to call him Jack? But they, I'm Joshua technically, but my parents have have always called me Josh. Even yeah, they, they knew what even they were when I was doing, like yeah. being kind of a even when I was being kind of a twerp, you know, it was I wouldn't get that like Joshua, come down here. <laughs> yeah, I only got the Douglas maybe once or twice in my life. They, my parents were just Doug, you know, got the job done. I recognized it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even I could read the tone in their voices. I would, yes, happy. I would respond to the tone rather than yeah, yeah. Whether, whether they, they need a whole separate thing to call me. 
I also it's fun the people that uh, the parents that when they're really mad go drop the middle name that was of their creation. They picked it. Nobody's yeah. interest. Nobody cares what anybody's middle name is except for the uh, angry parent will drop it. Sometime. It would make more <laughs> sense to yell if the kid picked it themselves, right? Like like almost yeah. sarcastically, like in it was their like, face. Joshua motorcycle, get down here! And be like, yeah, <laughs> I guess it does sound like a pretty stupid middle name when you say it like that. <laughs> yeah, when you're yelling it out from upstairs um, or vice versa yep. so what in fact is your middle name joshua please be motorcycle it is motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> my parents well, that's named me joshua funny, motorcycle you just, you just bring it up in conversation whenever which you is when it is my mother's name it's not as shocking <laughs> um no it's lions which is my mother's last name oh wow yeah well, okay now so how how would one spell that L-Y-O-N-S. And that's how she spells it as well? That's how she spells it as well. That's, yeah, that's her last name, her her family name. Yeah, and they just, uh, no hyphen. They just gave me and my sister both my mom's name as my as our middle name. Oh, wow, this is really, the plot is thickening. Do you mind telling us your sister's <laughs> name? <laughs> my sister's name is Jenna. Oh, boy, so, okay. They like the uh, alliteration between the kids. Yep. The Jenna and Joshua. And Jenna's not not short for anything. Nope. They just Very went straight to Jenna. Yeah. Very self-contained. Okay. Now <laughs> now I just wanna now I just wanna say these names. Uh, Joshua Lyons Gondelman. Mm-hmm. I mean that just sounds insanely regal, but let's see how it Thank see you. how it fits on Jenny. Jenny Lyons. Jenna. Ja, sorry, Jenna. No, that's okay. Never been a Jenny, though, interestingly. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Lyons Gondelman. Uh, you know, people, if they heard it all said out loud, her whole life must have assumed, oh, you're married to somebody already? You're like, you're, mm-hmm. that sounds like a hyphenated last name. Uh, yeah. I, Lyons I mean, Gondelman. Never... For her, but for you, Lyons, you know what I mean? I don't know why. I think I people like assume with women. <laughs> <laughs> like the king of the jungle. Yeah, it'd be Leon if it was feminine. It'd be, it'd be like Natasha, <laughs> Natasha Leon. Leon. Yeah, of course. The feminine form of lion. <laughs> um, which I think Look in, at that beautiful with... Leon over there. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that next time I see a lady lion. When you're on a when you're on a safari, that's a male safari. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but uh, I think with know, lions, the, it's the the female lions are the like powerful hunters, and the the men with their big manes kind of chill. Yeah, I've been totally Mandela affected on the uh, on the lion situation because I I wouldn't have been able to tell you that that was you could have you could have tricked me into uh, believing otherwise because I, <laughs> I, I you know especially because in uh, you know Lion King and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's it's, so it's a total lie. Yeah, they're lying. They're <laughs> lying to lying. us. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're lying kings over there. At mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uh, a, some kind of right wing protest <laughs> sign. <laughs> they're just sitting on a mountain of money and lies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now let's get to the grand finale of your name. Yes. And that is Gondelman. Yeah. Um, 
Easy to pronounce, tough to spell. Easy to spell too. I think people overthink it sometimes. It's very phonetic. G-O-N-D-E-L, man. Um, <laughs> and I sometimes man. spell it. <laughs> well, sometimes I'll say it just for my own amusement. <clears throat> In the cadence, I don't know if you know the song Method Man by Method Man. Yeah. But yeah, but he spells it M-E-T-H-O-D man and i have like on the phone if they, like with uh customer service for like an airline they'll be like how do you spell it and they'll be like g-o-n-d-e-l man <laughs> just like i don't know why not i've had a bad time if i'm on the phone that long <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm already like at the end of my rope when the place you called because you've you've entered your number that you're like you're a member of the thing yes and you enter your number and then and then maybe even some other information then you get a person on the phone and they want to know all the same shit again yeah. it's like you should have everything you should like suddenly be like tom cruise in minority port whisking your hand around finding whatever part of my life you want to look at Yep, big screen <laughs> with the data. I agree. I feel like they put those those customer service reps in a tough spot because every like truly every time because I don't call unless it's dire. But every time I've called like yeah. an airline, they're like your estimated wait time is two hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm just like, geez, that's somebody's oh like God. work day right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's the worst hold music you can imagine, like. Yeah. Like boring music and then, you know, through a speaker that's just garbage. So it's just, it's just awful. Uh, but I just meant tough to spell as in you, I think you would, people would transpose the L and the E. Yes. That happens a fair amount. Yeah. That definitely does happen. Um, but I never, got... it's never been in a way where you've ended up like, you know, standing trial for murder for somebody that spells it the other way no only whenever i'm on trial for murder they get the right guy <laughs> <laughs> did you know that like, you anything against you that you say in a podcast like that you can't admit guilt oh shoot i know single jeopardy <laughs> yeah there's no uh you have total immunity when you're on a podcast like, oh thank you at least that's how people beha behave i know seriously <laughs> <laughs> um there's i i have had it though where like oh uh someone booked a work travel for me and they flipped the l and the e and i had to get it fixed and one time they tried to charge me they were like you know this is a change to your ticket what? and i'm like no it isn't <laughs> like that's not what this is um so that was a pain They're like this is not how you spell motorcycle <laughs> that is it's cel it's a little I different mean, you know unfortunately people don't have to just uh you know type out lions just by you know just they don't need to know how it's spelled right uh because uh because you know the y is 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 tricky because you just you just want to go l-i-o-n-s uh they let you go middle initial though most when you hear it joshua l gondelman mm -hmm. attorney at law <laughs> It does have a very uh, <laughs> Judaic officialness to it. But you have to use the U and the A when you when you go middle initial. Because Josh, you know, Josh yes. L. Josh, Josh L. Gondelman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all happening too fast. It's coming at you too fast. To be <laughs> it really is. The regal sounding person you want to be. Like, hey, let us 
let's give me some time to take it in, huh? Yeah. And also in that, <laughs> right. in, in that field, you only want the right people calling you Josh, you know what I mean? Like judges, <laughs> you know, like people that you really want to be like, yeah, it's good that they're, that they're uh, familiar with me and using uh, what could be a nickname. Cause some Joshua's, some Joshua's insist on Joshua. And that's, you know, as is their right, it's just not for me. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to call you what up. <laughs> let's let's sidestep this, side this whole issue. And I'll just yeah. Every, you're I'll on, say, hey, you when I call see. me, feel free to call me Hoss, your honor. <laughs> We're a big guy. <laughs> um, have you ever operated a gondola? I have not, but I, it seems delightful. Not at a ski resort or in the streets of Venice. They've allowed me on them and ski at a ski slope, but I've never, I've never operated it. So, so you know, gondolman on a gondola has happened. It's happened. The title of it, the title of a children's book has already happened. <laughs> you just have to write it. <laughs> yeah, right. We've, we've got the first part is a reference to me, a, a <laughs> beloved intellectual property that children go nuts for. <laughs> Iron Man? No. Gondle Man. <laughs> now we just got to come up with the plot, which is pretty intuitive from the title. I think so. Yeah. It's very snakes on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we know we know that there's a couple of elements that have to be involved. Unless it's one of those titles where, you know, it ends up not right, it's know, a misdirection. specifically applying to anything in particular. Like, yeah. what's a good example of that? Like, um, like, there's no real applic specific application to the title American Beauty. Right? Sure. Once, once you sit through that movie, there's that's not something specific in the movie. Right. They're not like, and that girl's an American Beauty. <laughs> yeah, they don't lay it out like that. There's a few people in there that could be. I mean, the men could be considered American yeah. Beauties. That's true. Yeah. Or it's beauty less... could beauty could be in that like sort of old-timey cynical uh you know, or, or even talking about like a car, you know, that car was a beauty. Yeah. Or even a home gym. <laughs> what a beaut. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't say two things that we've lost, I think over time. And I don't think we're for the worst. We call things a beaut way less. And you definitely hear people referring to a body as a bod substantially less than the eighties and nineties. <laughs> Right. If the if the word dad didn't come along, Bod would be in big trouble. But yeah. Bod is still hanging in there because of dads. Because, <laughs> yeah. But like having a great Bod, oh my God, that was just so like, uh, you know, John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis and perfect. Mm -hmm. Just like, wow, that Bod was bodacious. You're like, all right, <laughs> stop like pulling adjectives out of the dictionary to describe a Bod. You're being gross. We all know you're trying to be a creep. I think one of the saddest days for the American language is when uh, Webster's decided to give the thumbs up to the word ginormous. <laughs> oh, like, God, people yeah. can't just start making up new words for big things. We had words. <laughs> like gigantic and ginormous mean the same thing. So as you're not, it doesn't mean it's bigger. It just means you've shoved it all together into one thing. 
Do you think the film Elf kind of pushed that? I'm telling you, if it wasn't the first reference of it, I wouldn't be surprised if Will Ferrell himself coined it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this does seem like you two will not be on board with my quest to um to get the dictionary to recognize Pazone. We <laughs> <laughs> haven't yet. That's I think it's getting less and less likely as the years go by. <laughs> Yeah, what? So uh, a pizzone is a calzone and a pizza in one? Yeah, which is, I think, just a calzone. Yeah, yeah. right? I mean, the calzone is. I mean, I mean, Blotnik, <laughs> who's so funny, has like a really great run about the, the concept of pizzone in her solo show um, that she's doing in Edinburgh now. And I've, I've just had pizzone brain for weeks since I watched her run it. <laughs> I'm like, get it in the dictionary. We, we need this recorded for history. Oh my god, my eyes are watering. I'm just like <laughs> so entertained by uh, it's pizza to calzone. You mean it's like rolled up pizza? <laughs> you, oh, right, or calzone, calzone. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a hot pocket. Uh, sure, which is yeah. just uh, uh, the, the lazy man's calzone. Yeah, so it's, it's a hot pocket where we cut one end open for you so that you'll burn your mouth quicker on the insides. <laughs> you get to it faster the way we prepare it. Um, holy cow. What's well, the one? Is... Oh, I bet Cronut is in there. What's the one the what? I was thinking about like, what's that other, the fancy food uh, portmanteau and it was croissant and donut was Cronut was huge for a while. Yeah. Oh. Which, you know, I just like, I forgot about this. It, it just felt like, it just didn't feel right to be like, Hey, could you shove some bread into my donut? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they probably thought they had the new, you got chocolate, my peanut butter, but yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they don't, they don't. It was just, well, I either have a croissant or a, or a, or a frosted donut. Cause it was like a frosted donut kind of generally. Yeah, right? I think that's right. With like a croissant flake to it yeah it just didn't it was just like why it's nope. like the worst of both worlds uh what a shame <laughs> <laughs> but it's like every, sanity <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's people right now that are afraid of losing their jobs for not thinking of another food item that can be sold by a chain that has their basics, but is always trying to have new stuff. Yeah. You know, cause it especially would... Taco Bell, I just, I, I worry for people that work at Taco Bell cause uh, they must really go through people because there's only so much you can do with, I mean, it's always pretty much the same and they, they have their basic ingredients and it's just and the, put them in, put them together in a different way. And the formats are fairly similar too where if you're like i'm gonna combine a taco with a quesadilla and you're like we're already most of the way there with either one of those <laughs> it's stunning how much stuff is on the taco bell menu and how similar all the products are yeah incredible. but yeah. now they're adding like cheetos or whatever to all of them that's what it is that's the new i mean it was the uh it was the doritos taco oh yeah. right doritos and I love it. I don't love Doritos and I love a traditional Taco Bell taco, but I got to say, you know, for a brief period of time, cause it still was a novelty, 
but for a brief period of time, I was all about those things. It does sound tasty. It's something about it was really good. The you know, it just made me think, oh, I don't know why you don't dip a Dorito into meat and cheese. You know, like right. that's that's what should be happening. You don't need to make a taco. You could do like Dorito like nachos with a base of Doritos, which I've never seen before. Yeah. And you can bring them with you on tour and after your shows have a Dorito and greet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of course advertising, we need to take a break uh, and uh, hear a word from our sponsors. Might even be me talking. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to hear, but just keep in mind you get to hear it and we don't. So you're special and we're not. And we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are back. See, that was short. But our guest today is tall. (laughs) How tall are you, you, Josh Gondelman? I'm probably in between 5'9", 5'10". Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. I call that tall. I'm I'm pretty medium. I'm taller than people think. People put me on 5'6", when they haven't met me. They're like... That might be what I'm doing here, is just letting people know that, no, he's not 5'6". Just get out, get that out of your get head. Get that out of your head, listeners. <laughs> he's 5'10". We practically look eye-to-eye at my uh, 5'11". <laughs> people meet me though, sometimes, and they're like, oh, just from, like, knowing of you, I assumed you would dance upon my thumb like a little sprite. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the... Uh, that's the price of being pleasant. <laughs> is that uh, people don't generally think of large people as being, you know, uh, you know, there's pleasant large people, but they also tend to be, you know, boisterous or some other thing that you, you know, you don't need. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we don't need boisterous. You know what I mean? Like, isn't it wild how fun it is to watch John Candy annoy Steve Martin? But if you were in Steve Martin's position, he would annoy you as well. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> If you're like, knock it off. You're not in a movie. Yeah. That's why I like, I, I like people that play an annoying person well in a movie. I like them to play a pleasant person in another movie at least once, you know, so I, I, yeah, I can just get to see it instead of just think, oh, this guy's just like, he's just showing up and being himself. Right. It, Cause it is, you see it enough times and you're like, this guy can't just this can't be their real personality because no one would want to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If every time they said cut a place, trains and automobiles, he was that needy with the crew. Yes. <laughs> as he was with Steve's character. <laughs> yep. <laughs> or, or even with Steve himself, like, I, you know, you see something like that and it's like some of that must've rubbed off into their real uh, relationship while they were shooting the movie. 
Yeah, I wonder what that would have been like. You know, like the very brief time that I was on the television program Friends, I got to hear uh, Jennifer Aniston say to uh, everyone, everyone was in the room, the whole cast. She said, because we were doing, oh, that's it. We were doing a read through. They, they get the whole cast into the, like, the makeup room while the women are doing touch-ups uh, before the taping starts. And they just run through the whole script out loud with the script supervisor and no one else in the room, just the cast and the script supervisor and the make, makeup people. And yeah, it was like, I was sitting there the whole time going, this is fucking unreal that I'm at a private friend's yeah, table read. Wow, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my line is at like the very end of the episode. So I'm just sitting there the whole time. Where I, if I fuck up by one line. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's pressure. <laughs> that would have been brutal. But I don't know if I've ever told anybody, I've mentioned this before, but uh, Jennifer Aniston, uh, at one point when Ross does something annoying in, in the script, she goes, oh, I could, I, I hate Ross. I could never date someone like Ross in real life. Like, oh, stop the table read to announce that. <laughs> I mean, he is the worst character by a lot. So annoying. Right. And this was the episode where he moved in with Joey and Chandler for a mm. brief time. Mm-hmm. And oh, every yeah. time they were loud, he'd do those weird lobster hands of like, bring it down, uh, you know, lower it. Yep. You know, a trait that he never showed once in five years of the show, but suddenly now he's doing it. <laughs> He's doing it constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but man, uh, I, it's hard. Must be hard not to feel that a little bit when you're David Schwimmer, <laughs> and she yeah. stops the table read to be like, right. "This guy, this is the most unappealing guy I've ever heard of." No, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I almost broke my neck turning to see his reaction, and <laughs> uh, and he did not look happy. You know, it made him look sad. Right. But I. You know, I, I think they were also close enough she could say yeah. shit like that. And he was extra annoying in that episode. That's the problem with sitcom characters is, you know, sometimes they're not, you know, consistency is hard to come by, uh, you know, with a character like him who's like supposed to be lovably annoying. It's so easy to go over that line into just annoying. Yeah. And, and it was it's obviously not him. Like it's he knows it's a character, she knows it's a character, but still be like, Right. Oh, is extra annoying today, or is it just me? <laughs> the the scene where they're moving the couch, I can't move a piece of furniture without wine and cream pivot over and over yeah. again. <laughs> totally. That scene is so so freaking funny to me. So funny. But let's pivot back to you, Josh. Pivot. Uh, pivot. <laughs> Pivot! Pivot! <laughs> uh, Josh, what's the nickname Sitch for you? Uh, like, let's start off as a child. Did they? Sure. Was, was your name easy for kids to make fun of? I've gotten. I got a couple. The, occasionally, you would hear Gondola Man. Um, Whoa! Kind of touched on. <laughs> I, uh, this is like in the. Er, like tween teen years you get gondola man uh condom man once or twice fondleman a couple of times um but nothing nothing to nothing that really stuck as a, as an as an insult or as like an attempted insult it all just that was just kind of like kids kind of trying it on and everyone was like eh, it's not compelling <laughs> <laughs> right right like G- G- gondola man never really stuck 
despite the the uh wonderfully selling children's book we've yet to write (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah that one never stuck yeah it never like really picked up yeah that particular Uh, pest or bully (laughs) or whoever tried that out like just didn't uh didn't understand that like uh gondola man is so hard to get uh people to chant Mm -hmm. you know the syllables are just unwieldy there you know you need something a little catchier it's not really hurtful in any way it's just kind of there it's a little confusing right yeah Yeah. very first thought (laughs) i think that that nickname will pick up soon though because uh next winter uh Disney Plus is bringing Gondola Man as a mini series from the MCU. Oh, that's so incredible! I bet you're going to get oh. that a lot. <laughs> Are they getting is Giovanni Ribisi playing Gondola Man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <That's... laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if a below par character showed up in the Marvel universe and then it turned out that he was undercover from DC? <laughs> they sent a character over to Marvel to fucking slow Marvel's roll down all day. <laughs> and steal DC, ideas. DC's got so many, so much going afoul and wrong lately. It's, it's, it's a bummer. It's terrible. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. like the one good thing they've done is when James Gunn was over there because he knows what he's doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, he did. The, uh, did he do the second Suicide Squad? Yeah, mm-hmm. and the Peacemaker spinoff, which is great. Peacemaker, right. Right, right? Yeah, which he had to go. You know, he had to get on social media and go, "Hey, don't worry about Peacemaker." When you know, there's this, all this talk of HBO Max just b- dissolving and being folded into Discovery Plus. I know that's such it's a so bummer. Weird. Yeah, there's like seven ish. Uh, you know, I'm no reporter, but there's like seven ish uh, episode uh, or motion pictures that uh, they made for HBO Max that the, the new guy that's brand new in charge has just said, let's just scrap them all and not make them available. Anymore. Whoa. Yeah, I didn't. I just knew about Batgirl. I didn't know there was more. Batgirl was one, you know, was the one that people are talking about the most. But then there's a bunch of other like finished movies like. I, for one, am dying to know what's going to happen in the world of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I heard one of the other ones that I heard, and maybe this found another home and and this isn't the whole story, but that there was supposed to be a, a house party reboot <gasps> that was supposed to come out through like LeBron James's production company it was supposed to come Whoa. out like a week or two yeah. ago. And it just I think, didn't. I think he might be able to find a way, but He's got I just saw... <laughs> I just yeah. saw Kid and Kid and Play were on Salt and Pepper's team on Celebrity Family Feud the other night, and uh, I, I was really reminiscing about uh, Kid and Play, and uh, you know just how 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 natural they were and and great dancers too. Yeah, I feel like we don't have those, or maybe it's just like I'm not tapped into it, but I feel like there, the, that level of crossover star doesn't happen quite as much where it's like oh the, they're they're a music act that people like and they're gonna like carry a full series of movies right <laughs> yeah well the movies i think you know ended up being like more you know more their focus than the totally music. yeah and uh you know and i i guess some would argue <laughs> maybe that this this the the uh level of quality drops off with uh with each one and of sure. course 
with the loss of uh, Robin uh, Harris, mm-hmm. who played the uh, the dad in the first one. Uh, that, was so that, that was a big loss because he was so funny in that movie. Like, like the you could you could he was funny, but the fear that he put in his son. <laughs> And just that his son, as his only reactive rebellion that he could seemingly get away with, has a ridiculous tall haircut, uh, like <laughs> uh, t- much t- even taller than a racer head. But that also, like, I was in the first time I saw that movie, and somebody yelled at him a racer head when he was walking by. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was in, in immediately. But uh, so, why are we talking about those guys? <laughs> <laughs> Went from superheroes to kid and play. Um, nicknames. We were talking about Gondola Man coming soon to Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's and what the- reminded me of uh, Elephant Man. <laughs> <laughs> from Gondola Man to Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's not the name of my biography. Ultimately, <laughs> we, we, we cover it all in Wide World of Dogs from Elephant Man to Gondola Man, man from uh, E to G. <laughs> from a movie uh, of you know, a David Lynch directed movie that Mel Brooks produced that actually exists <laughs> to a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. The uh, uh nothing about uh, Elephant Man doesn't amaze me because it not only is it a beautiful movie, beautifully told, dramatic story, but the lead actor had to be like in makeup for 7 hours every morning before he yeah. started his day. And he was incredible. And then, but David Lynch being the director, like other than maybe like a straight story is the only other narrative I can think he's ever had. That was like very straightforward from beginning Mm -hmm. to end. Like, it's just not like his kind of movie. And then also to be produced by Mel Brooks for those two lunatics to get together (laughs) and make such a heartfelt and dramatic and moving film. I, I, I just love that movie. There's a lot, uh, there's like a, not a long chunk, but pretty substantial chunk in Mel Brooks's uh, memoir about it that I, di- I didn't realize that he had produced it at all. And the tone of his memoir, which I would only tolerate from someone who I love as much as I love Mel Brooks, like every movie <laughs> is just like, you know, we really had high hopes for this one and it turned out terrific. <laughs> like every chapter. <laughs> Every 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 uh, he's got to have a setup and a twist every time he talks about uh, all of his many successes. Does he does he defend stuff that people didn't receive well, or just not talk about it much? Yeah, he really. It's it's very funny because he's so the the like gratitude and exuberance for like getting to work in entertainment for so long and getting to make so much stuff that he wanted to make like really comes through so he'd be like we wanted to get we tried to get dustin hoffman for the i think it was the producers for the uh gene wilder role and he would but he was off in california uh shooting the the graduate with my wife Anne, and then instead we got gene wilder and i couldn't have imagined a better person for the role like every (laughs) single every single time something goes wrong it's like this beautiful fortuitous uh way for it to go right ultimately and it just is like so delightful from him most people i'd be like shut up (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah if if Gene Wilder's part had been his part in Blazing Saddles had been played by the uh, man who's originally cast, 
it would have been a really weird movie because yeah. gig the actor gig young got like so fucking fucked up uh hung over the first day of shooting he couldn't even he's supposed to like hang upside down in a jail cell in his first scene and he just couldn't even do it it was just making him nauseous and he was just uh, worthless and uh, so Mel uh, brooks called up gene wilder and said hey will you play this part that gene wilder plays like it was written for him yeah and uh but like makes a lot of stuff a lot lighter because there's constant racism going on and stuff and he just sort of is there like kind of like above it all but that actor gig young looks like an angry drunk so it'd have been weird that he's the white you know character that's helping the black guy i mean maybe it would have been like 48 hours a few years early uh yeah it would have been a whole different <laughs> vibe though and i think he got them there like he was like over the weekend we need to fire this guy yeah no it was really yeah it was really last minute when gene wilder came in and uh you know of course he's he's amazing in it and it and it really helps the tone of the whole thing because it's all it's all pretty rough and even to this day it doesn't seem to be getting uh you know canceled as they say because uh it's just so damn funny and so clearly like clearly Richard Pryor helped write it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know again, you know, also just Mel Brooks, like time to type all these words myself. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like who did the typing when Roger Avery and, uh, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino wrote Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of typing those terrible words? <laughs> Quinn, why are you typing so hard? <laughs> <laughs> what about now josh do you have any uh current nicknames that people like to uh, throw around I, I have a couple of friends um i don't know you, you may know do you know zach sherwin he calls me gondol i get that every once in a while mm, okay uh, like you're I, some sort of uh uh like hobbit character or something <laughs> yeah or like you plug me in to like convert your headphones to plug into your phone <laughs> that's a gondol um, no, I think it's a dongle, but it's close. <laughs> um, a terrible and, name for that, a dongle. <laughs> I know. It's it's pretty silly. Yeah, a dongle should realize... be like a, a battery charger for a dildo. <laughs> right, it's a dongle. You plug in your dildo to the wall. Dildo dongle. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, they're all dongles. <laughs> well, I had written down uh, predictively that people might call you gondola man. Uh, it happens so from time to time. Proud of myself for that. Um, you know, but that. here's the most important question that we ask our guests on each show, and that is well, now I'm looking at it, it's not a question, but anyway, <laughs> tell us. It just says, Hey, Josh, fuck you. <laughs> I, you know, I write down the scripts, you know, hours before the show. And so I surprise myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put in little jokes to myself, you know, like, <laughs> like it's so hilarious. Like you see it in movies and TV all the time where they'll put something in the teleprompter for a newscaster and they'll, you know, and then they'll just, you know, read it without thinking yeah. and, and look stupid. But then there's examples of it where it really happens. Like there is something about it. Like people who read prompter for a living tend to just trust it and read whatever the fuck it's totally. <laughs> it's so funny. Like they got a really good one with uh, Charles Barkley one time. I think he called himself an idiot or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then like maybe he jumped off and ran off like he was gonna go beat up somebody. Charles um, Barkley. 
such a one of the greatest television performers of our oh time. My God. Whether it was I, on purpose or accidental, just absolute gems popping out all the time. Constantly. We I I met him sort of for like three seconds once. We because my my old office uh or our old studio where, where I used to work at last week tonight, we would wait to do rewrites for that that Sunday's script just like out by the elevator bay and CBS sports was on that same floor. So during that NCAA tournament, Charles Barkley was just like there and he walked by us once while we were waiting for a rewrite. And he kind of saw like this cluster of just like hapless writers. And he was like, uh, good morning, everyone. And it was four 30 in the afternoon. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, this is Charles Barkley morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you're inside those places, you can't tell what time of day it is. I know that's true. They're, they're fortresses, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a hilarious, uh, public figure. Wonderful. And also puts his foot down in a good way. Sometimes when, uh, you know, when there's something needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, he, there was just a clip of him somewhere being like, I, I love gay people. I love trans people. And if you meet someone who doesn't tell him, Charles Barkley says, shut up. And I was like, that's Whoa, nice that he would go nice. on the record like that. And it does <laughs> like a nice way. <laughs> hey, where'd you get that shiner? Oh, I told a transphobe that Charles Barkley told him to shut up. And they did try to fight <laughs> me. Charles Barkley was not there. <laughs> he wasn't there. He, he didn't have my back like I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was going to swoop in. Should have known that wouldn't be the case. They're just, they're just looking should, around for Charles. <laughs> he should magically appear and stand behind you if you say the right words. Yeah, he's Sir Charles. He's a knight. He's a magic knight. <laughs> he should appear. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so... Uh, this is the final question that's not really a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doug's. What's your relationship to Doug's besides, you know, me and your new friend, Doug Mellard? I've got some Doug's in my life. I've got... Uh, I'm trying to prove I'm not racist against Doug's. I've got plenty of Doug friends. Hey, I got, I got Doug friends. <laughs> I feel like the first two Dougs I was aware of were the cartoon character Doug and then Doug Flutie, who uh, <laughs> Flutie Flakes. For, yeah, yes, there was a serial he played for Boston College. He's a big deal where I'm from in Massachusetts. So I grew up with a healthy appreciation and respect for Doug culture, and and that's <laughs> continued into adulthood. Yeah, that's the thing. The uh, uh. Like I said, sports has a lot of Dougs, which yep. I think, you know, I feel like I, I'm going to say it, Doug Mellard. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those names where it's so easy to fall into uh, uh, nerdiness or into the shadows that uh, I think a lot of Dougs excel at sports because, you know, they figure they feel like they got to do something. Got to overcome it. They got to overcome, you know, having... Well, especially having, Flutie was, like, tiny for a he was, quarterback. Yeah, he was not a tall so dude. that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's just, like, you know, probably called Dougie all his whole life. Yep. Dougie just Flutie. Treated, treated like, you know... Although I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure about... Doug is such a popular name in Canada. I don't want to, like... I don't want to shit too hard on it because I feel like, you know, maybe it still is popular there. Maybe it still is considered to be... Uh, a, a cool name. Doubt it. 
No way. Fuck that shit. <laughs> There's yeah. no way it's cool. Although they're more polite uh, about it. I wonder if young Canadians even know about uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, right. You know, like, 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 I wonder if SCTV, because SCTV in America has been, I, I, I'm grateful that all the actors involved in it that are still with us have thriving uh, acting and comedy careers. And you see them working all the time. Uh, but are they still legends in Canada or is that show also just sort of forgotten there? Every time I've been in Canada, I don't remember seeing like, you know, late night reruns of it or anything. Oh yeah. But I bet uh, those performers are still legends. Sorry. I cut you off. Doug. Oh well, yeah. No, it, it just, it doesn't help that Moranis retired, you know, like he's, he's been gone back, for a though. while. No way. What? Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's acting in something. I heard that yes. too. Yes. Yeah, might even be the next Ghostbusters thing. But yeah, Honey, I shrunk the gondola. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to be in something, and um, that's part of the outrage about this Batgirl movie being scrapped uh, in this HBO Max fracas. Is that uh, Brendan Fraser makes his return to the big screen? Right. And, so Whoa. people are pissed that they don't get to see that. And Michael oh, and I Keaton, saw Michael Keaton. Michael, right? Michael yeah. Keaton's back yep. as Batman. Like, there's yep. so many things that got people excited about it. And then this new guy that's in charge there is just like, this isn't even good enough to show to my cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, But then he scrapped a bunch of other things at the same time. So, like, how much is the quality really a consideration? Or is this guy just... Uh, a new regime that's just squashing everything that was made that it doesn't have his uh, original green light. Right. How much worse can it be to put out the thing you already, like it has, would have to be so bad for it to be. Right. And how could all of these projects that they scrapped, how could they all be so bad? And have, yeah. you know, have they seen movies? Like there's most movies are not good. And that's okay. <laughs> Some of them you know, just, just put it the fuck out. Some people will like anything. Well, yeah. sometimes, you, sometimes you try hard and you just biff it <laughs> like you put yeah. it out yeah and some movies like that fail like end up becoming massive cult hits you know you just never know it's just an investment that pays off at different uh, periods of time or or never yeah in this case never <laughs> definitely <laughs> we don't want to pay enough ever yeah but it's still like why, why not there'd be places that would buy it from them i just don't this guy sounds like a lunatic i mean I'm I'm generally against coups, but I think one should be pulled in, in this company. <laughs> you know? I think they're probably trying to like it. It's been so bad though. Like the Marvel movies are so much better. So I, I respect that he's trying to like get things back on track. But the way it's being handled is just bizarre. Like just put that stuff out. Yeah, and then what start fresh do, or whatever. What does that like, have to do with a shitty Scooby Doo movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, like, like, all that stuff still makes money. You know, people yeah, still go see totally. it. Totally. So put it yeah. out. Figure it out. You, you take a little kid, they'll watch the shit out of Frozen, but they'll also watch the shit out of, you know, Peppa Pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the animation can be just downright prehistoric and kids don't care. Yeah. As long as it's got a peppy tune and talking to them about the issues they care about. So you're saying the Gondola Man cartoon has a shot of going still. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, um, oh, I have one. Question. Oh, sorry. What? 
I, that, I wanted that, to jump in with one misspelling of my name that oh, was okay. I, it's never happened before, but my wife had to call in a prescription for me, which I assumed that this would have jeopardized it. But they heard her spell my name as Josh Gonbelin, G O N B E L A N. So that's what's Gumbelin. on the medicine I was taking all last week. Oh my God, Gonbelin. <laughs> which I was like, you wouldn't be like, Hey, are you sure? Can you spell that one more time? <laughs> this name I've never heard. So it, just, it sounds like what your name sounds like if spoken through a uh, a mask. Yes, that is yes. Very like normal. <laughs> sure, we'll just I'll just write Josh down. Josh Goblin. Josh Goblin. That's all right, Josh Goblin. One <laughs> one final question, please. Uh, <laughs> Um, do you have any thoughts about Douglas Emhoff? Oh, he emails me too intimately sometimes. <laughs> oh, finally, we have somebody with a connection. He sends too many emails, fundraising emails, that are like, Josh, I'm reaching out to you personally. And I'm like, Doug, you don't know me like that, man. We're not that close. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's most of what i feel about him i do, do you think are you on a special tier you think of uh I donations be. i don't think so because so why I, is he being so personal i don't know maybe he just thinks that he that's gonna break me down he thinks that like i'll do yeah. it because it's a favor or yeah. it's just what he's saying to everyone which doug doug emma <laughs> that that's gross it's crass frankly to I treat got, everyone like your intimate friends? I got, uh, this reminds me of how I got catfished by uh, Beanie Feldstein because <laughs> <laughs> because she like uh, reached out to me on uh, Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then was like, and I'm also uh, supporting these political candidates or this political cause or whatever. And really digging in you know and really appreciate your help is it okay if i reach out to you and message you about this stuff <laughs> i was like yeah sure that sounds great you know and then right away you get a text hey this is bill from uh beanie Feldstein's office and uh you know and then you just get handed off immediately so i may never have been speaking with the actual beanie or it was just that one time refine and you're like funny girl <laughs> yeah <laughs> Exactly. And then I saw her in Funny Girl anyway, so I, you know, I wasn't holding anything against very her. Bad yet. Yeah. <laughs> and I even participated in some of the things they asked me to do, but then they start asking for more and more and more. And it's just sort of like, well, now I'm, you know, being told what to do by this random person just because Beanie told them to tell me. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying, bottom line is, I like to get it from Beanie herself. <laughs> <laughs> I want it straight from the horse's beanie. <laughs> um, I know you but, shouldn't. It doesn't make any sense to respond to those emails ever. But the next time Emhoff emails you, just throw it out there. Ask if he wants to be a guest on Wide World of Dogs. Oh, yeah. Say so you'll donate if he will be a guest. <laughs> there, is, there is that big uh, scandal that broke yesterday about all those podcasts that take tens of thousands of dollars for people to be guests. Yeah. 
50 grand to be a guest. I'm putting it out there to our listeners right now. We'll, you, you could be a guest on our show for 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just pay, you know, 10 to each Doug. And, uh, you know, uh, we're not going to devote a whole episode to you because let's face it, you just brought your way onto the show. But uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you for a few minutes. <laughs> nice. But yeah. It's strange. It's strange that, you know, and then you read the names of the podcast and yeah. I'm like, oh, of course it's not comedy. Podcast. I was really like, oh, what comedy podcast are we going to see out here? But it's all like entrepreneursville. <laughs> yeah, it's all stuff that's just like that is just sad that anybody's like paying any money to, uh, you know, talk. It's basically turning, you know each podcast that does that sort of thing. I guess that's why it's a big scandal. This is basically <laughs> just admitting to the listeners that you're an infomercial. Yep. Which all yeah. of this is anyway. That's why I like comedy podcasting. At least somebody can get a la- some laughs while they're also, you know, having to hear about all of our projects and things that we're doing, which reminds me, Josh. Yes. <laughs> you, you have, you have a brand new thing out. I do. I have a stand-up special, an hour stand-up special that's streaming, uh, VOD streaming at like YouTube and Apple TV and uh, uh, Amazon Vimeo Vimeo worldwide. That's the one where if people are looking for it, because people will ask like, how do I see it in Canada? Um, but I think Vimeo is all over the world. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's I'm really excited. And people have been so nice about it, and I'm so thrilled that it's like out there for folks to watch now. It's for for rent or purchase currently. Yeah. Awesome. And what, what's it called? Sorry. It's called people pleaser. <laughs> uh, perfect title. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you know, think about pleasant pheasant for the next one. <laughs> and, um, and then your podcast podcast I, that's been on hiatus for a while, but there are like 80 something episodes of make my day, which is a comedy game show. Uh, where there's one guest whose whole point is to cheer me up. And Doug, you were one of the very early episodes. Thank you for doing it. You were so funny. Um, and I really love the show. And if enough people yell at me, I'll probably try to bring it back. Yeah, go back, <laughs> listen to my episode, pick handpick some other ones of people you like, because Josh has lots of funny friends. And, uh, and uh, you know, and then uh, reach out and tell Josh to make more. If you're, uh, yeah, yell at him. If you're into it, if you're, <laughs> if you're already fans, skip all those other steps and just yell at Josh. Yeah, you can just do that if you want. Get in his face, especially like find <laughs> him in public. Get in his face. I want make my day back. That's um, happened a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it kind of it, it does light a fire under me to uh, revive things. If you know, if just one person seems that passionate about it. Um, but uh, we always end every episode of the show with like a, uh, a pun with the word Doug in it. Some play on the, the name, you know, with Doug in there. Mm-hmm. So uh, because of your podcast, I think I have a good one. You'll, you'll hear it in a moment. Doug Mellor, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yeah, I'll be at the Fallout Theater next Wednesday, August 10th at 9.30, headlining a show called Rad Dad Comedy Hour uh, with Warren Wright. And uh, find me on social at Doug Mellard, M-E-L-L-A-R-D. What about you, Dougie? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're neither rad or a dad. Nope, neither. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> made it on the bill. Yeah, I don't know how you did it. Maybe maybe it's like math and the two of them together 
cancel each other out made it a positive uh doug plugs august 14th i'll be at dynasty typewriter with doug loves movies uh you can join us as part of the live audience that's at 4 20 in the afternoon and then on uh august 24th i'm doing stand-up uh, wednesday night stand-up show down in irvine california the, the improv at the spectrum all of my dates or at douglasmovies.com. Thanks once again to Josh Gondelman. Goblin Man. <laughs> Gondelman. Does it do people go that route a lot when they're saying it? Gondelman instead of Gondelman? No, they usually no, it's not that affirming. <laughs> they do it. <laughs> well, thank you. However you say, however you slice it, you are a delicious chunk of cheese. And uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being with us. And as always, make my Doug. <laughs> Love it. Got it.